Welcome back, everybody. This is Polylithic. I'm your host, Trevor Stevens, and I'm here with my boy, my friend. He is a longtime friend of almost 20 years now. Lord have mercy. Think about that. Think about that. Yeah, it's, it's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> you know, it's Julian Ben. Um, he's in Baltimore. Uh, member yep. Gallery Church, correct? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Gallery Church. Um, lovely, wonderful wife um, and, and beautiful baby boy. He's not a baby anymore, but he's still a baby to us. That, <laughs> that, that, that boy is four six. <laughs> at, at seven years old, he's four six. That boy is tall. He's still a baby to me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but but I understand, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, welcome back um, for this topic that we're about to jump into that is a question that we're going to really just jump into on all sides as best we can, because this is going to be a firefight in a good way. Uh, how do we survive a yes from God? Oh, this is going to be controversial. So when I, <laughs> when I say this, um, <laughs> try, I'm trying my best to not make this more difficult than what it actually sounds like, because it is already difficult. When the Lord says yes to you, He has committed something into your hands to be fulfilled. When he's committed something into your hands to be fulfilled, you do not know how the story is going to unfold. Let's give you two examples. Job, right? Job had to survive a yes from God. Without his knowing, uh, <laughs> he had to survive the yes. Uh, yes, Job can take that. Absolutely. Um, my servant Job, right? Then you have instances like Isaiah, right? I think it's, uh, I think it's chapter eight, if I'm not mistaken, chapter six, chapter six, um, the commission of Isaiah always terrified me. Um, and people, and it's because people know them when they read it, they don't read the whole thing. I've heard preachers and stuff like that read it from pulpit and they get happy over this part. And I'll read a part of it just so you can hear. And then you probably can identify where it was that lots of preachers just stopped talking about it. They're like, oh, yes, Lord. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we know that in the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the sovereign master seated on a high, seated on a high elevated throne. The hem of his of his robe filled the temple seraphs stood over him, each one with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. This is from chapter six, by the way. I'm starting from verse one. I just, I'm on verse um, two right now. Um, with, two, um, with two, they covered their feet and they used the remaining two to fly. They called out to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God who commands armies. His majestic splendor fills the entire earth. The sound of their voices shook the door frames and the temple was filled with smoke. I said, too bad for me. I am destroyed for my lips are contaminated by sin. And, and I live among people whose lips are contaminated by sin. My eyes have seen the king, the Lord, who commands all, uh, commands armies. But then one of the seraphs flew toward me in his hand was a hot coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, look, this coal has touched your lips. Your evil is removed. Your sin is forgiven. I heard the voice of the sovereign master saying, who will I send? Who will go on our behalf? I answered, 
here I am, send me. That's normally where lots of people stop. <laughs> I, I wrote a song about this, about this passage. It was on an album that I did <laughs> several years ago, and I stopped right there. <laughs> so so here, here's the part that terrifies me, okay? The part that I was like, whoa, after, after Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. This is what the Lord had to say to him. This is the Lord's yes. He said, go and tell these people, listen continually, but don't, you know, but listen continually, but don't understand. Look continually, but don't perceive. Make the hearts of these people, or make the hearts of these people, yeah, make the hearts of these people calloused. Make their ears deaf and their eyes blind. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Their hearts might understand and they, they might repent and be healed. I replied, how long, sovereign master? He said, until cities are in ruins and unpopulated and houses are uninhabited and the land is ruined and devastated. And the Lord has sent the people off to a distant place. And the very heart of the land is completely abandoned. Even if only a tenth of the people remain in this land, it will again be destroyed. Like one of the large sacred trees or Asherah pole, when a sacred pillar on a high place is thrown down, that sacred pillar symbolizes the special chosen family. The Lord is telling Isaiah, to go out and tell his own people that their land is no longer their land because of their disobedience. Now, how many, <laughs> and I said that this is the reason why, why I, I want to read that whole scripture. How many Christians, this is for the Christians, are actually saying, willing to say, here I am, Lord, send me. This ain't rhetorical. You, you can jump in now. I mean, like, like so, so how, how many do you think is like really going to be jumping in saying, here, my Lord, send me when this is what the Lord tells you to do? Oh, well. Thank you for adding that last little bit there about, you know, after that last verse and then moving on to, oh, yeah. this is what's going to happen. They're not going <sighs> to. God, God does this a lot, man. So um, <laughs> like they, they need to read this whole entire passage. Yes. Because 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 they use this and then the thing and uh, I think it's Jeremiah twenty nine. Yeah, you read this one in Jeremiah twenty nine for like missionaries uh, in white spaces um, to send folks <laughs> out to send folks out to go plant churches in other cities. They did it. They did it with us. Look, man. Um, they should have told us. Uh, folks might not want you to come uh, colonize their city, and yep. um, you might lose all your friends. Um, <laughs> And, and all your significant relationships and uh you might lose your family <laughs> your, your wife might divorce you you might divorce your wife yeah. they, they, they need to save that kind of stuff on the front end yes of sending somebody you, you're like oh go do this and it's probably gonna suck um yeah it's probably gonna be one of the one of the most hard one of the hardest things you ever try and do in your whole life it might be it might be great it might, it might be great, yeah, but like, like, it's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> they don't they don't tell you that on the brochure. They try to get you really. When you go to an Acts 29 conference, I'm not. Look, Acts 29 don't come for me. I'm not trying to shade you. I'm just, you I'm just telling you. 
I'm just, safe. I'm just, I'm just telling you, Gospel Coalition don't come for me. I'm just trying to tell you, <laughs> like they, we don't talk enough about the fact that it's probably gonna suck, and that even if you have stuff in place, uh, the Satan. I don't, I don't like doing Satan. It's on his mm-hmm. job. The Satan, the 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 slanderer, the accuser, mm-hmm. the prosecutor, the, the prosecutor. Yeah, he he's on, he's on, he is on his job. He don't take mm-hmm. time off, mm-hmm. and um. It, it can it can go left really quick, but that it going left could also be for your good. And if it's not even for your good, it could it could be for the good of the community that it went left. Yep. Because the, the prosecutor can't ask questions that the judge is not the judge of all the earth, if I'm gonna mm-hmm. get churchy, has not approved that, you know, that he throw out that kind of thing. So it can go left. Having been a part of a failed church plan, I can tell you it can it can go left. It can go left really quick and it can go left irrevocably. irrevocably. I'm still in therapy for some of that stuff mm. that, that, that happened then. So how do I think most Christians would, if they if they would hear like the full passage that if you had a collection of people, as many people who are trying to affirm you, come on and try to challenge you. How about don't do this? How about really consider your options not being a missionary? Um, I think fewer people would go. Mm-hmm. There would probably be few church, fewer churches maybe planted. And perhaps maybe for the people who do go, they would probably do the best they can to shore up their resources, shore, shore up their relationships, shore up their walk with Jesus, um, and perhaps be more successful, perhaps, depending on how we're defining success. I don't know. If, when I say successful, I don't necessarily mean a larger church, but you might be driven down deeper in your faith and, and actually meet more people who've been willing to participate along with you in what God has called them to do for the long term. Then if you just went in guns blazing, thinking you're going to go colonize the town, because that's what you're doing, go in and go colonize the place with your your great Christian offerings. Um, So that's that's my thought. There'll probably be fewer people, but it might be a higher quality send if folks are told more soberly about what to expect. And if resources were allocated properly, not just around the pastor and the pastor's family, but also on the core team, allocated in such a way to give adequate support. Um, for being able to do that kind of mission work when God says yes to that kind of thing. Um, that, that'd be my, that would be my, my warning and my critique that these that sending organizations really do need to look at the entire team when they do this because God's saying yes to you planning a church or being a part of collaborating with what God is doing in a different place is a great thing, but the way we do it now is it's a colonizer model yeah. and, it's, um, and it's dangerous for the people who are planting and it's dangerous for the people that they're going to go talk to in the spaces that they're moving. In. Absolutely. It's, it's not safe. So I don't, I don't think that people are prepared to take a yes from God when it comes to that. I don't, mm. I don't think, I don't think we know how to prepare ourselves to take a yes and to actually take that yes seriously. If I'm, if I'm being honest. No, it's good. Like, so, I mean, I, I, I'm always, um, whenever I, I process this, you know, the Lord never hides this stuff from us, you know, like, like, which, which I think is very egregious for people to be calling people to ministry. And then they don't tell them what they're actually getting themselves into. That to me is actually deception. That's not ministry. You're, um, you're trying, like, it's, it's like a business and this is the best way I can put it. It's like a business that has terrible, um, that has extremely great sales, but very bad, um, <laughs> retention uh, <laughs> um you know retention is absolutely terrible because you did not really make what you were selling make sense and when it comes to the faith you know as funny as it is you know this was never shied away from in the scriptures 
It's just that for some reason, people that have read these things always stop short of what the Lord is actually saying. Even Jesus in, in John 15 um, told them explicitly, the world will hate you. He made that very, very plain. He said, look, when you start doing this stuff and you start performing miracles like I do, and you start seeing like the Lord move mightily, they will hate you. As the scripture said, they hated me without cause. You know, like, like they, they didn't have a cause to hate them other than the fact that they had sinned and they were being used by Satan. You know, so 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 it's a you 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 look at that, you're like, oh yeah, there was never hidden in the scriptures. So why is it that when we deal with this in this generation, it's so controversial to suffer? Right. Because mm-hmm. like suffering, suffering is the is the is the key word in the situation, you know, like suffering is something you can't escape. And, and, and it doesn't normally mean bodily suffering. OK, there are multiple tools now that can be used to make you suffer. There's social suffering now because we are highly social um, environment, which which I think has it's been exacerbated by social media. Because it's giving people full access to say everything that's on their mind at all times. So people have learned, especially these younger generations, they've had to learn how to maneuver without socially destroying themselves. And some people just do it because they think it's fun. <laughs> so, but, but you know, there, there's social destruction, there's physical destruction, there's mental destruction, there's, there's spiritual destruction. There's different layers that you can be destroyed in uh, and and that you can also suffer in, you know, so you can suffer socially, you can suffer bodily, you can suffer mentally, you can suffer spiritually. Um, So, but at the same time, these are things that, you know, we were called to and to confront at the same time, but also to stay faithful. So the yes that comes from the Lord never said that trouble wouldn't be there. The um, scripture that people normally quote from Isaiah, which is, um, um, we shall mount up. We shall mount. We shall mount up on wings like eagles. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, we shall walk and uh, we shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. And then you go into um, the the part where it says, um, "No weapon that formed again that formed against me shall prosper." Right? The weapon had to form in order for it to be tested to see if it could actually work. So the weapon wasn't stopped in most cases. This weapon was actually made. The weapon that was formed that was turned against you did not kill you, but it was there. So suffering is present. So it's like, how, how can you, how, how can you say to yourself, Oh, we know what God is, uh, is supposed to make my life all good. So, so then we go into what doctrinally has been taught to people all across the world. We've taught, we know about the prosperity gospel. We know about the word of faith where it like, comes from like the name and claim it type of situation where like, I can just tell God what to do, which is almost more dangerous than prosperity to me. <laughs> prosperity is saying like well the lord said he's gonna bless you um the name the claim is like you're demanding god to be like your slave and i was like hmm look the only thing i'm ever comfortable telling god what to do to do that i actually do on any regular basis is to be god and to in his wisdom and time and do exactly what he feels like he's gonna do yep. rule rule and overrule <laughs> Yep. And then in, and then anything that sounds like I'm asking for something in the Lord's prayer. That's it. Other, <laughs> other, other than that, I don't feel comfortable telling God to do anything. Because, yeah. 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 Uh, the, 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 the Jesus that 
I don't want to be too, I don't, it's not necessary for me to be too, too, like, I'm not trying to be overly critical. I think we're in an age now to where uh, we want Jesus as a friend, which you, he should be a friend. We want Jesus as a lover, which he should, he should be a lover. Um, we want Jesus as a father and a mother, as, as a parent, which those are all things that we need him for. Like, th- those are good things to come mm-hmm. having for, but he is also preeminent. Yep. He is sovereign. Yep. He's he is the king. That means he gets to tell you what to do. Yep. But that that kind of thing. So I don't I don't I'm seeing less and less in certain contexts, but also more and more. It's, it's something that's blossoming in other places as well. The mm-hmm. kingship of of Jesus and and in in a country like the country that that we live in, the United States of America, in 2022, um, this became a country by killing off the native inhabitants that were here and rebelling against. Um, the colonizers who were doing all the killing and everything like that to get from underneath the monarchy of Europe yeah. and England and stuff like that. So, well, for us, the self-determination as a culture is so strong that the idea of actually being ruled by someone, um, even though we we kind of pick people as presidents, especially some of these last picks, these last few picks here, um, <laughs> It's like, you know, you say it's, it really looks like in the Bible, just, you know, like when Saul got selected as king, it really smells a whole <laughs> lot like that. Like, like just, just, just give us anyone yeah. as a king. Like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> he tall, though. <laughs> he, tall, he tall. He looked he look good. The women he like good. him. He looked good and he tall, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, all we needed. You know, The ladies like him. He might grab him in the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, so you know, like, I don't, so I don't want to be too overly critical of, you know, because because I'm I'm a human being too, and I also mistreat God. I don't view Him the way that I should. Absolutely. But I, but I think that in the culture that we have and with the history that it has, that we're sort of predisposed, um, not in a unique way, but in a but in a peculiar way to not view any kind of authority over us that we didn't approve of. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that if he is if he's indeed God, the God that is described in the Bible and more, then that means that he he created everything, he owns everything, he's the king. Mm-hmm. And so any kind of other path to Christian faith, to being a, a, a follower of Jesus, to be his being his disciple that does not have him preeminently as king before any other thing that he is to you, uh, is, to, is to really sell him short. Because then that means that that's a God that you can tell what to do. That's a God that you can so when when the king says yes to something, um, if your prayers and and this I know this is a, like you were mentioning naming and claimants and prosperities and also just yeah, I would yeah. say the I would also throw a big blanket over the black church as it exists now as well. Y- y'all forgive me, please don't come from my my brother Minister Stevens here. Don't come from, but like w- w- prayer is funny, man. Talking to God and asking for stuff, petitioning stuff like that. Sometimes yeses don't come right away. Sometimes yeses come, year, come years later. Years later. Yeah. Sometimes when he says yes, it's, it's not going to turn out how you thought it was going to turn out. The, the, this oh. is sometimes how prayer works. Lord, um, I, I, I'm in dire need of a change in position. And, um, and, and, and I, would, I would appreciate guidance in this situation, right? Then you suffer there for another five or six years. <laughs> yeah. And then, 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 you're, then you're like, and then the, the place just either you get a promotion or in a place where you didn't really want it to be. And you're like, well, Lord, um, is this what you want? Is this where you want me to be? Or is this something that you don't want me to do? 
um, then you may suffer there for another couple of years, you know. And 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 the thing is that one of the things I had to learn for myself is the Lord don't waste scraps. That was that's something the Lord gave me when I was young. You know, it was like like my I remember watching my great grandmother, you know, make soup, and she would make soup out of some of the strangest things I ever seen in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And she would take stuff that was like old in the refrigerator that you would be thinking, if you put this in there, we all dead. You know, like, like literally, you're like, right, we, we might not survive this soup. But when she cooked that sucker, though, oh, my God, it was phenomenal. Yeah. And, 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 and that's because she had this philosophy that she did not waste food. Yeah. And I do I do believe that the Lord is in that same vein where his yes is his yes and his nose are his nose. Yeah. And, and, and when he says yes to you, nothing that the yes uncovered escapes. Yes, that's correct. Nothing escapes it. It's, it's like th- this, this, this yes covers everything. This yes covers your brokenness. This yes covers your triumph. This yes covers your learning. This yes covers your uncovers all parts of you that are called at this point in time to answer to the yes. Mm-hmm. And, and your main problem or the thing you have to figure out is how are you going to trust him for this yes that he's given to you, um, which is the hardest part. Like, 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 I mean, I know folk that that like got the prophet, the prophetic utterance that they were going to be pastors and and prophets. So they were going to go, which I'm like, that ain't really that cute to me. I mean, I'm like, nah, bro. But they would. I mean, some folk really do love that type of stuff. But, um, you know, now that's not no shade towards them. You know, if you love it and that's what you've been called to do, Lord bless you and Lord keep you in every endeavor that you take, because you are bearing up a responsibility for people's lives that is very, very important. But, but I just remember, you know, hearing people get those prophecies and they get in it and then they start suffering and then they want to quit. I'm like, you sign up for this. You, you- I mean, that's the, I mean, that's what. <sighs> so you it's like so, you know, you used to work for PlayStation. Yeah. So, you, you know, when you buy a new PlayStation and you turn it on and you setting it up, you get those terms and agreements that come up. Nobody- <laughs> <laughs> the, the 55 page terms of agreements yeah yeah you know, you know the, that the nobody one that reads the, really you, you know the, you the, one that, the one that won't let you play horizon zero dawn until until you say yes until, until you get to the very end of it and say yes that, that's how <laughs> again no shade on anybody that i think that's how many i always you notice i tend to use inclusive terms i tend to say we and us yeah. with this because i don't, I don't see myself i don't see myself as better than anybody yeah well I, I'm, I'm privy to the same stuff that anybody else will be doing whatever sin problem is i done did it or can do it or you know what, what have you yep. so I, I think one of the things that we that we fall prey to is that we we have an idea in our mind how we how we think or how we want um yeah. god's will and way to work for our lives it's something we yep. want out of him but i don't think we read the terms and conditions i think we just <laughs> we skip to i agree even though we don't know what i agree me you know what i'm saying because you want to play we, we want to hunt read. robot dinosaurs tonight you know what yeah, i'm saying you know, like yeah, yeah like we, look we want to get my, in there yeah i want to get in there i want to hunt robot dinosaurs i didn't sign up to talk about data sharing and using the playstation logo and getting sued i don't care about that i want to play i want to hunt robot dinosaurs what, I, a, I red, did, I, what a red hair would what a red headed lady with braids in her hair that's what i want to do I want to hunt robot dinosaurs <laughs> i mean no seriously that's what you're thinking about hunting yeah. robot dinosaurs this, yeah, this is what i want correct man i want right. to get that first trophy you know yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, i want that and, and what's interesting it's funny that you that you use that type of terminology, terminology because that's real because you think about you know, there's some terms and conditions stuff. I'm like, yo, if you use this, you're disqualified. 
There, there, there's like, 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 look, you forfeit your right of having this game if you do these particular things with the game. Hey, you know, if you stream it to this particular thing and you break our um, non-stream policy, then then you you might actually be sued and litigation may be put against you. And like, I agree. And then they go online. Hey, I'm over here with Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they catch a case, guy, I didn't. How dare that? And it's like it's in your TNCs, buddy. It's in your TNCs. So it's in there. It, it was so, actually so, it was actually in the first paragraph. This first paragraph, buddy. Um, they talked about litigation. You you might want to go back and look at that. But but yeah, you right. I mean, and that that's one of those things too. Like when when like you said, like like it really does tie into, you know, when God is giving you your yes, He's not giving you a haphazard yes. This yes has been thought out. It's been planned. It's, it has eternity tied to it. So yeah. so so when He says yes, there is a portion of this yes that He already knows that you're going to need Him in absolute fashion to conquer the yes. Yeah, but. Because- yeah. Oh, yeah. please continue. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, you good. You good. But at the same time, you being you, <laughs> when you accept that yes, you have officially hit the I agree button to go ahead and start figuring out what this yes can do in your life. So, so all the repercussions, all the blessings, all the things that you normally um, that you get from your obedience, even from your disobedience, because like you get things out of that that. Mercy, but also punishment, but also restoration and also growth. You you can get these things out of those, but um, but but once you sign, once you say I agree, the Lord's yes is in the effect, full effect of your whole life, and you have to deal with the fact that you've said yes. So you have to survive. That that, that yeah, you have to survive it. Like you you can't just quit because because you said yes to His yes. I mean, you can quit, but I mean, I mean, you can, yeah, yeah. but but it, it wouldn't really prove to be very advantageous for you. Ask Jeremiah. Um, so this this <laughs> this is what I'll say to all you, you know, especially you super churchy Christians and everything like this. And so, if you don't like this, you know, don't don't come for T. Steve. You can come. You can come for me. You know, you can. No, I'm not on social. I, I mean, they're not going to find me. I'm not on social media. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but you. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm in Baltimore. Holler at me. I. I, I, I I'll, <laughs> Pull up, pull up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, but like, here's here's the thing about about prayer and about getting something from God. I can tell you what the ultimate end of all saying: if you make Jesus king, if you crown him king of, of over your life, like really crown him king, king for real, for real, and 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 you're really praying for his will to be done, and you also asking for stuff and interceding for other people and all of this stuff. I can tell you the ultimate end of all prayer in that kind of a relationship with Jesus that I just described, the one that's actually supposed to be, if you're a Christian, the relationship you're supposed to have with Jesus, mm-hmm. with him being king of your life, him being in charge of you. He can be other stuff to you too, but the, the thing that should be in the seat is him being king. Yeah. Um, if he is in fact king to you, the end of like, our inheritance is the resurrection. Yes. It's to be made like Jesus with that new life. That, and, we, and one, we can't even imagine what that's like. So, no. so don't, even, don't even try. You don't even know what it's like. It's going to be completely different than what we think it's going to be like. You're going to yep. be playing no harps. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, you're playing, maybe you're playing harps. I don't know. But like the whole, hey, you know, who, who's, who's eagle wings. Yeah, the whole eagle wing halo over your head thing. I don't, I don't think that's what's gonna happen. I mean, like not, the, the, yeah, like that, that most of that stuff is pagan thoughts anyway, just thrown into a, a mixing bowl with, with a lot of other stuff that happened, like in the in the old Roman Catholic days. So a lot of that, <laughs> a lot of that stuff don't really compute or is even scriptural, you know. And if you want to add me on that, you can add me. I mean, I can, I can help <laughs> you. I can help you understand that a lot of stuff that we've said that is Christianity is not Christianity. 
um, you know, in that particular regard. But yes, continue, brother. But yeah, but your, our inheritance, the whole point of this exercise, the whole point of living on earth and everything like that is is so that you can be made like Jesus, that you can share in his life and be in the the dance that the father, that the father, the son and the Holy Ghost have been in since eternity, mm. like their own life of self-giving and self-deference to each other, that that thing, mm-hmm. like we're being invited into that. Mm-hmm. And so all of your praying, all of your interceding, all of your answered prayers, all your yeses, all your no's, all your heartache, all your joys, everything is supposed to be bound up and consummated in that new life. If it ain't contributing to that new life, it don't help you. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of answered prayer is to get you there. So if your answered prayer doesn't get you there, if it doesn't keep him on the throne and, 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 and fix your position of you before him and continue to purify and to reshape your mind into this new creature that you're supposed to be, if it don't do that, it, it, like there might be a different God answering your prayer. Yep. Or you get in your prayer answer, but it don't. It doesn't result in the resurrection. You you, you understand yep. what I'm saying? Yep. That's what it's ultimately what for. Yep. So anybody who has a different opinion, you're probably wrong. Yep. Like that's that's the point of all this. Every other thing, the the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the grand miracle. It is yep. the miracle. It is yep. the point of yep. being alive. That's mm-hmm. it's, it's the whole point. Where death literally has no hold of you at all. Where sin doesn't have hold of you, death doesn't have yeah. any hold of you. You are sharing in God's own life, and you are you are thinking His thoughts. You are living His life, and you are enjoying His presence, and 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 you are cultivating. You are being creative. You're everything that a human being was meant to be, and saying yes to God, and your entire being rejoicing in saying yes to God. Whatever whatever that ultimately looks like in the eternal state. Yep. Everything, every single thing that we experience in life is supposed to be building up to that point. It's either building up to that. Or it's building up to not participating in that. Yeah. And so if anybody ever tells you anything different, you need to fold your Bible up and walk away from them and go find <laughs> flee. Like run away from run them. For tell, your if, life. if they tell you it's about anything other than that, I'm not saying he can't ask. Look, God didn't answer my prayer on petty stuff, stuff I didn't need. He didn't said yes to. I might have prayed for an extra burger and got one. Like he, I done wasted some prayers on some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't waste the prayers on electronics, yo. I said, Lord, I, I really do need this particular device. And, and, and it's not outside of his his one like like it's not outside of his wonderful will to not to look at you and be like, you don't need that when he know that you really do need, especially when you see your heart towards it. Yeah. Um. So. So, yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. But I can but I can I can tell you two yeses, two yeses that he said yes to that had terrible consequences, terrible consequences that that we're still navigating. Mm. Um, so our prayer, cause I know I kind of, um, anybody who listened to episode one will know that I, 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 I spoke a little bit about, um, <laughs> missions and, and planting churches and stuff like that as well. But in all seriousness, I was part of a core team and, um, that helped to plant a church that failed, um, probably about six, seven years ago now, um, when that happened. But when we were initially preparing to come up to Baltimore, we've been living in Baltimore nine years ago this month. We're doing the process of coming to Baltimore from Charleston, South Carolina, to help plant this church. The thing that we very carefully prayed and tried not to stray outside of that mm-hmm. was that we would have the opportunity to participate in what God was already doing in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Because we were, however imperfectly, we had a sense that praying any other kind of way for us, I'm not talking about for anybody else, 
mm-hmm. or their or their their church planning situation that for us for our core group praying any other kind of way probably made us colonizers thinking that we were going to be bringing some kind of new truth to a violent black city or whatever that kind of thing we were really careful to not pray that way mm-hmm. god is at work everywhere even yes. if you can't detect it and so we were really careful to pray this doesn't make us better people by the way i don't think mm-hmm. we're better but we were really careful and i'm really grateful that god enabled us to pray for that but what that ultimately looked like was having a ministry that I don't, i've never been in a part of a church where uh 50 of the congregation is either addicted like really really addicted to some, some kind of substance or are homeless mm-hmm. um every and almost everybody in the church is sort of like at the poverty line or um, maybe slightly above kind of thing. Like that's a different kind of church makeup in America to yeah. do that. Um, and that's also a different kind of ministry when you're having yep. a minister in that kind of thing in, in that, in that kind of circumstance. Um, and that, you know, the, the, the Satan did his work. He, he attacked leadership, leadership kind of crumbled and the church ended up collapsing and it was a horrible mess. And, um, uh, my wife and I, we lost everybody for the most part, lost relationships with almost everybody we moved up here with. And we're still sort of trying to rebuild community. And this was years ago now. This is yeah. almost eight it's years. A long time ago. Yeah, it was like it's about it was like seven, almost eight years ago. Like it was the shortest part of our whole term of being in Baltimore. But it's the thing that's had the lasting ripple effect. But God said yes to us moving here. There was all yeah. kinds of things he did to confirm to us moving here. But he answered the yes that for our prayer, which was to participate in what he was doing in this area. And mm-hmm. we have participated. That's the mm-hmm. truth. Yep. We have participated. There's people who have who have come to at the bare minimum to be curious about Jesus in a way that they were not curious about it before. Yeah. It's created lasting interactions with folks that have humbled us, have sharpened us, and, and, and has shown us that God be moving different than, than, than we know. His thoughts are really higher than our thoughts. Yes. But that would never have really happened if, if, if he hadn't said yes to that. And if we hadn't tried to be tried to and failed miserably to be faithful mm-hmm. to what we asked for, mm-hmm. um, it, it led to being able to participate in a food program for the first whole year of the, of the pandemic and trying to get to know some of the, the shelter shelter challenge neighbors in the area and hearing about what some of their concerns and some of their beliefs were if they weren't Christians and stuff like that. And um, really finding out what was valuable to someone who doesn't live in a house. Yeah. What, what are the, what are the things that they need on a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning when they need supplies or something like that? Why they might not come in to sit into a church. It was a super valuable experience that I never would have had if Jesus hadn't said yes to me. But mm. the cost of that was lifelong friendships that got ended. The cost of those people who came to our wedding that we don't talk to anymore and don't want to talk to us, even though we want to talk to them like heartache. Wow. Countless hours in therapy. Um, distrustful of people that this is this is this is what we got in return to a yes to participate in what god was doing we got a lot of heartache a lot of heartache a lot of scars that we're still moving through but i i don't take any of it back i'm glad that he said yes to that and allowed us to do that um obviously i have almost a decade of hindsight to go with it but um with without that my son wouldn't have been born because my son was born here in in this so then that takes us to the second yes like one thing that I always wanted since I was a little, little, little kid, um, because I had it modeled for me, was a healthy marriage and a, and a, and a family to have children. So mm-hmm. my son is seven years old right now. And if the Lord had allowed things differently, my, my seven-year-old would be the middle child. But we only have one kid, but he would be the middle child. 
And he almost didn't get, he almost didn't make it because he came, he got stuck during delivery. And then after they loosed him as he was coming out, then they found out he was stuck in two places. First, he was stuck in his shoulders because his shoulders were wide. And then he was also stuck again where the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck twice. And so he, um, he really injured his mother coming out really bad. And then he almost was strangled to death. Um, so they both almost died. And if we had not been in the hospital, they for sure both would have died. It would have been a terrible situation. So my, my wife has actually put her life on the line for three pregnancies and, and, almost, and almost died with two of those pregnancies. Um, all while the Lord was saying yes to us coming to Baltimore. And then this, this family that we had prayed for, like I, when, when she was pregnant with our son, right, that we have now, was seven years old, beautiful boy with long dreadlocks. We've never, we've never cut his hair. We straight up did some biblical stuff there. We never put a razor to his head. Um, I pounded the pavement at my job, praying for this boy to be born healthy. Um, and our son is autistic. He, he is, he's on the autistic spectrum, dead center. Um, and he, he requires a lot of support and stuff. He's a, he's a brilliant kid. He's very smart, very empathetic. He's, he's a sweet kid, but he's, he's got some things that he's working on in, in his human experience. And, and for us, it's been challenging to, to, to accept him as he is, and to accept him as a gift from God. A lot, of, a lot of tears cried. And then listening to people like against our kid, trying to write his narrative and to try to say awful things about who they think he is or about who they think the kind of parents he has because he's autistic. And because yeah. of some of the things he might do as a result of how he's experiencing the world. I can't tell you the, the, the tears that we've cried and, um, and, the, and the therapy that we're, that we're getting in part to try to work through that. And the number of people that have to be around us and in our circle to help try to raise this boy up to, to, to reach his full potential, whatever that looks like for him. And so that's saying God saying yes to a ministry. That's saying God saying yes to parenting. And neither of those two things ended up in the way that we thought it was going to. It, mm. it, has, it has been heartbreak after heartbreak, after heartbreak, after suffering, after relationships being precluded. Like there's, there's people we won't even like really deal with on a real way. Cause if they can't be around our son, they can't, they can't be around us because we come as a unit. Yeah. That kind of thing. So there's a lot of opportunities that are, cut off even professionally there's certain things i cannot do as a professional because i have to be available for my kid that kind of thing and i don't regret any of that i don't regret it but that that's what an answered prayer could look like it could be a great joy and i and i don't mean to sell this short or like i'm bagging on autism or bagging on my son i love my son he's a wonderful human being i wouldn't trade him for anyone he's my favorite little human he, re he really is oh well he's not that little anymore but um <laughs> but yeah like like these these were good things that man in the thick of it and in the worst moments they don't look like good things mm. they, they don't but when god says yes he when he says yes it is really for your good so that you can participate in that resurrection so yeah. that you can be more like that um and you never know what the where the yes is going to take you but it can it can look crazy yes so those those are two yeses right there so can you survive a yes yes yeah. If you're in Jesus, you can survive that yes. You Absolutely. sure can. You can thrive in a yes. Yeah. Like the yes can the yes can can pretty much catapult you into a place where you didn't even consider yourself that you could be in. You know, like so for me, you know, it's it's a it's a combination of multiple things. You know, that there are things that I pray for specifically that the Lord has said yes to, but then immediately he took he takes things away like literally yanks certain other things out of the way. Like in this position, it was jobs. 
um, relationships, um, health, you know, um, you know, saying like, like, like just certain things. I was like, oh, I got confidence and this will all be fine. And then all of a sudden that particular thing is like in detrimental final function, you know, so, you know, and, and in the midst of all those things, you know, the one thing that blows my mind every time I hear my brother talk about this stuff, you know, like I, I'm, I, I've, I've sat with him, you know, and we've cried, you know, and some days I listen to him and I would like hold together, yell the phone and literally be on the floor in a ball um, because, because I don't, I don't want my brother to suffer. But then at the same, while I'm praying that I don't want him to suffer, um, I'm reminded that he's in better hands than my own human hands. And, and, and then I have to then just say, Lord, help fine tune me to pray what it is that you desire for him. Um, the same thing I had to do for my wife, you know, my son, you know, um, I had to fine tune, which I, which whenever I deal with prayer, I don't deal with the quantity of words because I do believe that people sometimes get lost. <laughs> Get lost in the ether. I know I do. I can start talking about spam. Get lost in the ether, bro. I mean, like so, but but you know, it's the it's 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 and I do believe, and that's not to to once again not to to talk trash about people doing long prayers because like sometimes that's exactly what you need. But um, but it prayer is whatever that gets you to the throne. Um, you know, like 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 this is this is frequency tuning. This is frequency tuning. Like, like your words are trash. Okay, let's just keep keep it at 100 percent your words are absolutely utter garbage um juice okay um the reason i say that is because the lord doesn't need your language he doesn't even need your mouth he needs your heart your your your, your words are pretty much you're reiterating what the lord does he's already ready we need to be ready. So, so the prayer fine tunes our heart to the frequency of who God is for God to move. And when, when we don't, when we, we pray in these abs, absurd places where we've exalted ourselves higher than what God is, our frequencies are aligned. So when we start asking, well, Lord, you, you, I'm going to ask you right Well, I ain't ask you. The Lord uh, is going to give me a car. And the Lord like, I ain't said nothing about you getting a car. You know, and then then the car comes. They're like, "Well, bless the Lord, Lord, that didn't come from me." You know, like like you have you have to consider certain things. You know, like like when it comes to this, you know, like like that's a when God says yes, there's responsibility attached to it. It's not just a free thing where you don't have anything attached to it to work towards. Free don't really mean free. Um, and that that that's actually a, a topic that I think we'll tackle another day. But freedom, it does not mean free. Um, there's a difference between freedom and lawlessness. Lawlessness is to literally be thrown in a direction without aim and just and live, having it land wherever it needs to land. And that could be a cause of serious detriment. It's like a bullet. A bullet is lawless. OK, people don't want to aim it. No, it's still lawless because you can't tell the bullet to stop. It just you shoot it and it flies and it, it goes as far as it's supposed to go. If you're shooting at a person, unfortunately, it might not stop at that person. It might go through that person and keep going. It's a it's a lawless object situation. Like you shoot it, it goes, it stops when it feels like stopping. A kite, on the other hand, has freedom. Because a kite can go as high as it needs to be, but also be pulled safely down. 
if you got good string. <laughs> Make sure I put it in there. If you got good string. But 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 there's freedom in a kite because a kite can go and do these elaborate things with a lot of versatility and freedom that the bullet cannot do. The bullet can only go in one direction. And if it hits something, its scattering is also lawless. The kite is only lawless when it breaks the string. That's because it's been let free. I mean, it's been let like loose to just fly and flutter in the wind in whichever direction it wants to go in. But when it's free, it's being bound to the string and you can move it where it needs to go. You can do moves and tricks. You can send it up higher, pull it down lower, but it can always come back to the sender. That's freedom. And, 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 and when we deal in prayer, there's freedom in prayer because it's tethered to a source. It's not just leaving and never coming back. So when you pray, this is pray because you want stuff. It's just leaving the shoot without ever actually having the idea to come back. But then when you pray with the Lord behind your prayer, you're praying this word back to him and you're in the heart of God to pray. It's tethered to him and it means something. So when God gives you the yes, that's what you should be doing. You should be praying as a tether to God and not a lawless figure in the middle of the woods. <laughs> you know, I so you don't want to do that. You, you want to you want to pray in a way where the Lord is always the one who sends you out and can pull you back in. And read the terms and conditions. Always read the TNC. <laughs> yeah. Always read the TNCs, man. TNCs are very important. <laughs> <laughs> They're very, very important for your own livelihood. Just don't skip the, the scriptures in this particular is this TNCs. Jesus said you will have tribulation. Okay. He, he he didn't say, oh, this is gonna um you can you can you can go to the beach and um and have coke. He didn't say that. He said that you no, know, you will have tribulation. In this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. You know, I've conquered the world. You know, so, 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 but there's a condition there, but he's like, you won't escape that. People will hate you because you love me and because you called after me, they will hate you. So when the Lord says yes to you, you can survive as long as you're in Christ, as my brother said. So, yeah, great conversation. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on for that. Yeah, that was, that was, that was very good. So once again, thank you for joining us for Polylithic um, and Remember that you are one person made of many, but you're still one and you're still you. You're uniquely and wonderfully created to be the one person, but you don't have one thing that makes you. There's a lot of things that makes you you. Do not be ashamed of that. If you are not a member of the faith, invitation is here. Contact me on polylithicpod at gmail. You can send me an email. If you have any questions, you can also send it there as well. We're here to help. Polylithic. Many things but one. Thank you for joining. <laughs>